שלום. Some of you Facebook friends, correct me if if I get Henry's wrong, because everybody ain't got Facebook. I did read it. He said, how many, 12? He said 10, got 20 to go, radiation. Huh? That's getting right in there off close. He's got 30 all total. And she said he was uh, two chemo. They couldn't do chemo Monday because of water problem at Forsyth. But she said his appetite wasn't good, but you know, y'all that know Henry, he will eat anyhow. So me and Henry's a whole lot of like on that. So he said he could eat anything, so he's doing good there. Glad it ain't making him sick. I talked to Bill this evening and they told Ann not to not to come back over to the room just let him be by himself and they are treating him for COVID and he said he almost had pneumonia and I, I don't know if that's what either way he almost had pneumonia he's sick and uh, congestive heart failure and he said he couldn't rest for running to the bathroom. They've laid the Lasix to him. Yes, they run him to death there. And his mind is, he come home tomorrow evening. But I think Ann said the doctor might be saying different. I don't know. I don't know on that. I got a buddy in the wheelchair, old Don McKinney. He don't have any kids, just him and his wife. Uh, had a heart attack last night, and he's in Forsyth. And supposed to have done catheterization this morning. I don't know. I've not heard anything else but pray for Don. He's had sugar for years and ain't, ain't been able to do or go for several years. Who else we forgot? Done Western. I believe it was. Pray for her. It's tough. Text me late this evening. That Scott did, and he said, "Y'all pray for him. And he thanked you for every prayer, and him and uh, Jennifer." We're going to stay with his mom tonight. And they said that if she didn't start getting some water in her, that she wasn't going to be long. So, so pray. She's pretty bad shape. Jimmy Vernon's still in the hospital. Amen. Jimmy's had a health problems several years. Manager to mechanic shop at Scenic Ford. Jimmy called me this evening. He, he was real built up today. So just pray for him. He can stay built up. Said, Tell all of you. 
thank you for praying for him. And he's uh, he's open maybe with his health condition and everything that they may go ahead and try him. I hope it'll give him a bond hearing at least. Pray for Greg King. I, if nothing happens, I'm going to try to take Scotty by to see him tomorrow. Ain't nothing lately went the way I planned it, but we're going to plan it anyhow. Praise the Lord if I do, and if I don't, praise the Lord anyhow. We'll just keep trying. Hey, golly, I like it. I'm on to preach Sunday. Y'all going to pray for me? I may not can. I've got plans. That's what I want to do. Call them that ain't here tonight and tell them to. Uh, Stacy texted me too and said they had a couple still down. I pray, hope they could be here Sunday. Only the Lord has kept us all this long. Yeah. He said she's doing good, though. Maybe. I bet he does, she's doing better than he is. <laughs> a very protective daddy. Praise the Lord. that a 16-year-old boy passed away this week. Did I get that right? Somebody just told me. Uh, at the uh, children's home, yeah. I don't know what the problem God does. Mm-hmm.
Pray for all hospital nursing homes. They're full. Amen, brother. Take it for granted. I thought my voice was the only thing I had that was still healthy and it's gone too. We, go ahead and we'll pray it back. I don't know. I, was, I had a rough day yesterday. I don't. I'll just hush right there. I had a rough day yesterday. Praise God to get back in there. Needs to be back in the house of the Lord. Justin, don't get nervous. I ain't going to take about five minutes, eight. And we're going to pray and you're going to come on. Turn over to Proverbs 29. Let's run back up here to 21. <clears throat> he that delicately bringeth up his servant from a child shall have him become his son at the length. And you can find it back in the old Bible. After so long, if they wanted to get a piercing and stay with them, they'd be their servant their master servant for the rest of their life. And I thought, we don't have to have an outward piercing, but if we're raised up as little children, Christians, and if we decide we're just going to, there's old Peyton, she's bouncing around. If we're raised up as children in church, we get a piercing of our heart. And if we'll follow her, that dedication of God. Maybe we can have a home in glory one of these days. The suffering and the pain and the troubles. God's bigger than any of them. We just need to hang in there for the Lord. And he said, an angry man stir up strife. It's a crying shame that we got people who wants to stir up church trouble. They're out there today, neighbor. Angry man stirreth up strife, and a furious man aboundeth in transgression. He abounds in transgression. He stays in transgressions. And I've heard people, 
I've, I've never had much temper. I guess mine's worse now than it's ever been. My fuse ain't quite as long. But I've heard people talk about their temper and how they put it off and put it off. And I've had several to talk to us about and how they just go off. And some even get so angry they don't even know what they're doing or, or what's going on. I thought, no self-control. No self-control. We know if that things are going that direction. And if we know what happened before, then we need to take control of our temper. And he said, a man's pride shall bring him low. God hates a proud look. And if we're proud, God hates that look. God hates that look. A man's pride shall bring him low, but honor shall uphold the humble in spirit. Whoso is a partner with a thief, listen to this verse. Whoso is a part thief, and not just a thief, but if we partner up with a sinner, I believe he hates his own. There's, there's no peace. When the last, the last few drunks I pulled, I hated myself. I thought, why am I a grown man? Not real smart, but not stupid. Why am I spending all of my money and making myself in this shape? And when I, at 26 years old, looked at myself laying in the floor, crawling like a dog, crawling around like a like a newborn babe. Couldn't even straighten my legs up. Jimmy said today, he said, I guess, I guess we've done damage to our body in these wild days. And I guess we all have. Guess we all have. We've not took care of it. But he said, Whoso partnereth with a thief hateth his own soul. He heareth cursing. Listen to this right here. He heareth cursings and bereaveth it not. He heareth cursing and bereaveth it not. And what that's saying is we just accept it. We don't say anything about it. We don't expose it. That's what bereaveth means. That ain't Hebrew. That's English. We just don't say anything. We know he's not saved or not in God's will if he's cursing. So shame on us if we don't call his hand. Shame on us if we don't call his hand. If we don't tell him, I don't like this. I've told several over the years, I don't care about your preacher jokes. Go tell somebody that needs to hear it. I don't need them. I don't need them. But you know what I ain't done? I ain't told enough people that I'd rather not hear you cursing. They'll provoke you if they can. They'll run from conviction. And I'm going to tell you who's worse than a sinner is a backslider. Yeah. A, a sinner 
has more respect for us than a backslider. Has more respect for you. He said the fear of man. This is why we don't rebuke them. We don't have to say many words other than I don't want to hear it. Go talk to somebody that does. But he said the fear of man bringeth a snare. And you know what? We get snared in fear of man. That's what the Bible says. We get snared. We don't tell this one. And then we don't tell that one. There's some that's easy to tell and some's hard to tell. You don't want to hear their cussing. Some's harder to testify than others. Harder to testify to them. But if we don't testify to the hard ones, we ain't going to do no good with the easy ones. They some still has great respect for the church, for the people, the teachers, the testifiers of God. The fear of man bringeth a snare, but whoso putteth his trust in the Lord shall be safe. Amen. So God ain't going to let them take us out. Ain't no use to worry about it. Many seek the ruler's favor. I remember Michael Combs, Greg Fields. I wanted to get Michael Combs saying, I said, Greg, I done knowed because I talked to him. I said, he'll charge you $1,000, 1500 No, no, he said, he's not for sale. Ask Greg. We talked. I said, I'll tell you what you do. You just go ahead and get him. Book him anytime you want to if he's free. We'll take it. We'll take it. I love offering. He come back. He said, Bill, he wanted fifteen hundred dollars. I rest my case. There ain't no. There's no salary on on the people of God. If God can't speak to the people's heart and them get it, they ain't gonna get nothing out of of it. No way. God will keep the church going. <laughs> I preached this one time. The man bought me my donation back. I said, if that's the way you feel, I'll take you back. I said, the church don't have to sell pinto beans. Amen. To keep the doors open. I said, the church don't have to sell pinto beans upper to keep the church open. I don't understand. They think God can keep them and them a cussing, drinking, and a raving. But he can't keep the lights on at church. Hello? Mm, I'm done. An unjust man is abomination to the just. He said an unjust man is abomination to the just. 
And uh, abomination means to loathe or to hate. And he that is upright in the way is abomination to the wicked. Amen. If we were close enough and we were speaking out about these cursing and drinking and adultery and all these things, laying out of church, well, I've seen one right after the other quit. I thought this week, and I hadn't, and I won't call names, but I, I had them on my mind. I've helped them more than, than so many others. I've, I've went for their funerals. I begged their moms and dads to get saved. I've run here and I've run yonder, and they're the ones that I'm abomination to now. They don't like me. I'm abomination to the world, and I'll continue to be a abomination to the world if I'll stand on the Word of God. If I'll stand on the Word of God. If my people who are called by my name, some of you heard this, will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven, and I will forgive their sin and heal their land. I'm going to tell you something. The only thing that's going to heal America is us turn from our wicked ways. Turn from the way of sin and let the Lord come back in our life. Invite him back to our churches. I'm sorry I can't hear and I'm sorry I can't talk. I'm sorry my eyes is about gone. Y'all just fuzz as a cat. But I praise God that just every now and then God speaks to me till I know it's God. Help me pray, and I'm quitting. Help me pray that I won't stay here till I'm a hindrance to the church. I said sometime, I don't know when. God let me know when to come. He let me know when to pastor. And he'll let me know when it's time to get out of the way. I don't want to be drug around by man or afraid of man. I fear God. I can't imagine, and I ain't been perfect, but I can't imagine the Spirit of God being gone from me. I don't know how I could live at home in the Spirit of God gone for me. Seventy years. 
I know for sure that was the first TV channel come through Logan. So Emma was about 11 years old when Channel 12 come to Logan. So for 11 years, I was too. 11 years, we wasn't corrupted by TV. We played in the woods so it got so dark you couldn't see. And I'm going to hush right there. Anybody else got a prayer request? Are you ready? Satan, your kingdom must come down. Satan, your kingdom must come down. I heard the voice of Jesus say, Satan, your kingdom must come down. Am I loud enough? I'm going to pray till they tear your kingdom down. Pray till they tear your kingdom down. I heard the voice of Jesus say, Satan, your kingdom must come down. Satan, your kingdom must come down. Satan, your kingdom must come down. I heard the voice of Jesus Christ say, Satan, your kingdom must come down.
Gosh. Uh, I had a thought. Bill texted me or called me. He called me this time. Uh, about 9 30 this morning. I really thought it was going to be for Liberty, but I reckon it's for y'all. So. We're going to start in First uh, Kings 17. And Elijah the Tishbite, who was of the inhabitants of Gilead, said unto Ahab, As the Lord God of Israel liveth, before whom I stand, there shall not be dew nor rain these years, but according to my word. And the word of the Lord came unto him, saying, Get thee hence, and turn thee eastward, and hide thyself by the brook Cherith, that is before Jordan. And it shall be that thou shalt drink of the brook, and I have commanded the ravens to feed thee there. So he went and did according to the word of the Lord. For he went and dwelt by the brook Cherith, that is before Jordan. And the ravens brought him bread and flesh in the morning, and bread and flesh in the evening. And he drank of the brook. And it came to pass after a while that the brook dried up, because there had been no rain in the land. And the word of the Lord came unto him, saying, Arise, get thee to Zarephath, which belongeth unto Zidon, and dwell there. Behold, I have commanded a widow woman there to sustain thee. So he arose and went to Zarephath. And when he came to the gate of the city, behold, the widow woman was there gathering of sticks. And he called to her and said, Fetch me, I pray thee, a little water in a vessel that I may drink. And as she was going to fetch it, he called to her and said, Bring me, I pray thee, a morsel of bread in thine hand. And she said, As the Lord thy God liveth, I have not a cake, but a handful of meal in a barrel, and a little oil in a cruise. And behold, I am gathering two sticks that I may go in and dress it for me and my son, that we may eat it and die. So there's a famine in the land. There's a drought. Hardly any food. You know, when there's no rain, there's going to be no food. So Elijah went to this woman and said, I need some food and something to drink. And she basically tells him here, all I've got left is enough, enough meal, enough oil to make one more cake for me and my son. She's telling him right here, it's going to be our last meal. She says, so that we may eat it and die. She knows good and well this is going to be their last meal. The last thing they're ever going to have before they die because there's a drought. There's nothing left to eat. It's all she's got left. And some illustration. I figured that's probably about all the flour she had. It said about a handful. That's probably about all she had. And she had enough oil, just enough to make her little cake. That's all she had. So right there, y'all can see that. That's all she had. Just enough for her and her son to make a cake. Now there, there's not very much that goes into making a cake. And all she had was a handful of flour and a little bit of oil. All she had left, and Elijah said, give it to me. I need something to eat. I need something to drink. And 13 says, And Elijah said unto her, Fear not, go and do as thou hast said, but make me thereof a little cake first, and bring it unto me, and after make for thee and for thy son. For thus saith the Lord God of Israel, The barrel of meal shall not waste, neither shall the cruise of oil fail, until the day that the Lord sendeth rain upon the earth. So Elijah said, Make me a cake first, and then, then there will be enough for you and your son to eat after that. He said, Make me enough, make me a little cake, then there will be enough. And he said, the barrel of meal shall not waste, neither shall the cruise of oil fail, until the day that the Lord sendeth rain upon the earth. Now, he told her to fear not. He said, make me a cake, and then God will provide. God will send you enough to make for you and your son. He said, until 
the last part of 14 says, says, The barrel of meal shall not waste, neither shall the cruise of oil fail, until the day of the Lord sends rain upon the earth. So it says, until there's rain, you're going to have enough meal and enough oil to make you and your son some food. And she went and did according to the saying of Elijah, and she and he and her house did eat many days. And the barrel of meal wasted not, neither did the cruise of oil fail, according to the word of the Lord, which he spake by Elijah. So it says they did eat many days, and it's she and he and her house. Sounds like it might be more than just her and her son now. And it says they eat many days. It didn't say she was scraping the bottom of the barrel just getting enough for her and her son. It says they eat many days. So see, Elijah said, Fear not, for thou said, and this is 13, it says, Make me thereof a little cake first and bring it to me. And after make for thee and for thy son. For thus saith the Lord God of Israel, The barrel of meal shall not waste, neither shall the cruise of oil fail until the day that the Lord sendeth rain upon the earth. So he said, If you'll make me some first, God will provide for the rest of it. See, God asks us to do his works first, and then he'll provide everything else. See, I remember a day when all I had left was a little handful of flour and just a little bit of oil. I wasn't going to make it very much longer, and then Jesus came by. All I had all I had left was just a little handful of oil. I'm nothing. If I can remember that I'm nothing, all I had left to look forward to was death. All I had was one more meal to make it one more day, and then Jesus came by. And see, then he said, then he said, they eat many days. They eat many days. So not only did they get to eat that day, then they had enough for the next day, and the next day, and the day after that. And I looked back, and when I thought I was dying, when all I had looked, all I had to look forward to was hell. All I had to look forward to was death, because I couldn't make it no more on my own. Then Jesus came and he said, If you'll do my works first, if you'll go put me first and give me a little bit, just make me a little cake, and then you'll have enough to make it for many days. Not just scraping the bottom of the barrel, hoping there's enough in there, hoping there's just a little handful. He said, you'll have enough to eat for many days. And he's provided time and time and time again, because if we'll put him first, if we'll remember what we used to be. Remember that day, but when Jesus came by, and all we had left was just a little handful. All we had left was enough to make it another day, and we were surely going to die. All we had left was just a little bit to make a cake. But then it says they ate many days, and the barrel of meal wasted not, neither did they, neither did the cruise of oil fail, according to the word of the Lord, which he spake by Elijah. So when we're at the bottom of our barrel, we'll just put God first. Things may look hard. It may look like there's no way out. It may look like all you got left is for one more day. We'll just put God first. Just put him first in a little bit. Make him just a little cake. Hey, he don't ask for much. Heard a message, and I'm sure a lot of y'all heard it, but tithing means 10, the word tithe means 10%. All he asks for is 10% return. And we get the other 90%. So after she give him her 10%, all she had left, that was everything she had. It wasn't just 10%. But after, after she gave him her little handful of flour and her little, what was left in her cruise of oil, just enough to make the Lord a little cake, then she got to keep the 90%. Then she got boundless. See, not only does the Lord supply, but he overproduces. He gives us more than what we could ever ask for, more than we could ever need. Go back and look at the day when you thought you was going to die. When all you had left, now look at your life now. Look how far we've come. Ain't we eat for many, many days? I believe we've forgotten when all we had left was this. When it looked like we was going to die. When it looked like we didn't have nothing to eat. When it looked like we couldn't go no further. And then the Lord came by and gave us more than we could ever ask for. I believe the church world has forgotten what we came from, what we used to be, when all we had to look forward to was death, hell, and destruction, and then a man named Jesus came by and gave us all we could ever ask for. We've eaten for many days, not just physically, but spiritually. We've eaten for many days, had more than we could ever ask for, had leftovers, but it didn't fail. 
The meal didn't waste and the cruise of oil was never empty. So I don't think she was down there just scraping for crumbs. I don't think she was down there just scraping, seeing what she could get out of the barrel, turn it upside down and hitting it like you do a ketchup bottle, see if she could get just a little bit more out. I think it was overflowing. I think she had plenty. We don't need to forget where we came from. We've been eating cake and eating for so many days now we forgot when we, all we had left was one little cake. We don't even remember. God will provide every need, but don't forget where we came from. Don't forget what we had before God showed up and God intervened. Because, see, all we had was just a little handful. We couldn't make it no more on our own. We couldn't make it no farther. We couldn't go no more. But then God came by, and he seen fit to save us, and then he seen fit to bless us, and he seen fit to give us more and more so we could eat for many, many days. We'll go to Philippians 4. Starting verse 18. It says, But I have all and abound. I am full, having received of Epaphroditus the things which were sent from you, an odor of a sweet smell, a sacrifice acceptable, well-pleasing to God. But my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. So we get so tore up because all we've got is just a handful. Don't look like we can go any farther. But that right there says, But my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. What is God lacking? What don't he own? What don't he have? He owns the cattle of a thousand hill. He owns the breath we just took. He owns the earth. He owns the water. He owns the bread. Everything that we see, everything that we have, God already owns it. Why are we so worried? He's going to take care of every need. It don't say God may supply every need. It says God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory. What does God lack? What does he not have? What, does he, what can he fall short of if we'll serve him, if we'll give him our little bit, if we'll just give him our cake and put him first, what can't we have? Amen. What can't we do? Has God just lost all of his power all of a sudden? He's still the same God that came by that woman's house, that widow woman's house, and said, if you'll just give me a cake, if you'll just give me a little bit, you'll have everything you could ever need. We can have stuff for many, many days. He's blessed us so much. He's given us more than what we deserve. He's given us more than what we've worked for. We give him a little cake, and he's given us everything. He's given us everything we could ever ask for. He's given us life. He sent his son to die for us. He's given us everything we could ever ask for, and all he asked in return was just a little cake. If you'll just put me first, if she just baked it for Elijah first, now she could have went and made for her son first because her son died there later on in that chapter. She could have went and made for her son first. I'm sure that was a tough decision. They have to make what was their, for sure their last meal for some man she didn't even know. Just some widow woman. But who were we? See, God sent everything he had, but who were we? Who were we to deserve it? Who were we to say, well, yeah, I should have been delivered out of hell? Who, what did we deserve? Hell and death. But see, he came by one day, and he seemed fit to save us. And then he seemed fit to bless us. And then he seemed fit to give us everything we could ever ask for. And all he asked in return is a little piece of cake. Just something a little bit, and then we can have everything we could ever ask for. And he shall supply all our needs. He shall give us what we ask for. All we got to do is put him first and give him a little bit, and he'll give us everything else. He'll give us the other 90%. He'll give us what we stand in need of. He knows what we stand in need of. He knows our heart's desires. If we'll serve him and seek his kingdom, then he'll give them to us. It ain't a hard thought to try and wrap our minds around. God is able. We get feeble and we get worried about things in the world. 100% I understand. But if we'll put God first and give all he asked for was a little bit of cake. All he asked for is your first works. To put him first and he'll supply all of our needs. What is he not able to pull us through? 
He's already saved us from hell. That's the biggest miracle in our life. Why do we doubt him now? If we'll put him first and give him just a little piece of cake, he'll supply all of our need. We'll never be lacking, never want for nothing. When's the last time we went hungry? I can't tell you the last time. There's a famine coming. There's a drought coming. We're going to serve God and put him first, or we're going to go hungry and die. It's our choice. There's a spiritual famine coming. We're going to serve God and put him first so he can supply all of our needs and see us through the other side. We're just going to back and make for us and our own and, and die. Because, see, she had two choices. She could have made for her and her son. That would have been her last meal, and that would have been the end of it. See, she chose to serve God. She chose to give God just a little bit, and they ate for many days. I don't think there was ever anything like it. I don't think she ever had to doubt again if she's going to have any flour in that barrel. I don't think she's ever going to have to doubt again whether there's going to be oil in her cruise because she gave God just a little bit. She put him first, and then everything else fell into place for her. Psalms 40. We'll jump over there. It says, I waited patiently for the Lord, and he inclined unto me and heard my cry. He brought me up also out of a horrible pit, out of the miry clay, and set my feet upon a rock and established my goings. And he has put a new song in my mouth, even praise unto our God. Many shall see it and fear and shall trust in the Lord. Blessed is that man that maketh the Lord his trust and respecteth not the proud, nor such as turn aside to lies. Many, O Lord my God, are thy wonderful works which thou hast done. And thy thoughts which are to usward, they cannot be reckoned up in order unto thee. If I would declare and speak of them, they are more than can be in numbered. Sacrifice and offerings thou didst not desire. Mine ears hast thou opened. Burnt offering and sin offering hast thou not required. Verse 2 is what I want to hit on. It says, He brought me up also out of a horrible pit, out of the miry clay, and set my feet upon a rock, and established my goings. See, I can remember the day when all I had left was just a little bit of flour. Looked like I was going to die. God revealed to me hell. It looked like I was going to die. But see, then he picked me up out of a horrible pit, which is hell. And then out of the miry clay and set my feet upon a rock and established my goings. See, can we remember that day when all we had left was hell? All we had left was a little bit of flour. All we had left was death and destruction. But then he picked us up. And then he set our feet upon a rock. And then he established our goings. So not only did he save us, then he set us on a path. Then he put our feet on a solid rock. What else could we ask for? See, then down here in verse 5, it says, Many, O Lord, my God, are thy wonderful works which thou hast done, and thy thoughts which to our usward, they cannot be reckoned up in order unto thee. If I would declare and speak of them, they are more than can be numbered. If we could sit here and talk all night long, all day tomorrow, all day the next day, because see, we could talk about all this stuff that he has done, and while we're talking about it, he's still blessing us. He's still doing things for us. In this very moment, we've been blessed. Yesterday, we was blessed. The day before that, we was blessed. See, we can't even count all the things the Lord's done for us. I was listening to Bill's uh, message from Sunday, the sanctuary. You see, I, I refuse to let the rock out in my place because I can remember a day. Y'all might get tired of me testifying. Y'all might get tired of me preaching. I don't really care because I can remember a day when all I had left was that. I had nothing left. 
I had nowhere else to go. There was a famine in the land. I was going to die. I was going to go to hell, but then a man named Jesus came by and offered me more than I could ever ask for because see, he's blessed me. Many, O oh Lord, my God, are thy wonderful works which thou hast done and thy thoughts which are to usward. They cannot be reckoned up in order unto thee. If I would declare and speak of them, they are more than can be numbered. How many of y'all can number how many blessings you've had today? Go ahead and add yesterday. The day before that. Can you not remember the day when all you had left to look forward to was hell? All you had left to look forward to was death. Didn't look like there was any way out. Didn't look like there was nowhere else to go. And we called on Jesus and gave him just a little bit. And we've eaten for many, many days. We've been blessed for many, many days. Psalm 68, 19 says, Blessed be the Lord who daily loadeth us with benefits, even the God of our salvation. Say la. We can't even number how blessed we are. Can't even number the things he's done for us just today. Not counting since March 25th, 2000. Not counting since July 26th, 2000. Not counting since April 16th, 2011. Not counting April 1st, 1968. Not counting April 9th, 1997. When was your date? Can you count how many times you've been blessed? Can you count how many blessings you've had? Can you count how many times he saved you from hell? Can you count how many times he saved you from being killed in a car wreck? Having a heart attack, having a brain aneurysm. All these things in this body that could go wrong. All these things in the world that could go wrong. He kept his hand down. And we had enough to make it another day. Had enough flour in the pot to make it another day. Had enough oil to make another cake to where we could live another day. It might not be exactly what we want, but we've made it. We're still here. I'm sure Bill wishes his circumstances were different, but you know what he's doing? Up here praising God. Up here thanking God. We can have a whole lot more if we put God first. We can have a whole lot more if we praise God for what we've already got. Thank Him for what we've already got. Why would He give us more if we ain't thanking Him for what we already got? All we had left to look forward to was death. We had nothing left, nowhere else to go. And then Jesus came by. He said, if you'll just believe in me, I'll give you enough to eat for many, many days. And then on top of just being able to eat, then we got blessings, and we got houses, we got cars, we got kids. Many, many things we've been blessed with, and we're just going to sit back like you ain't done nothing for us. Sit back in a church house and just sit back and relax and think, it's just Wednesday night. The Lord's done way too much for me for me to sit back and be quiet. I was going to die, and I was going to go straight to hell. But the Lord came by, and he gave me enough to make it another day. Give me enough to make it to where I didn't have to die and go to hell. And then not only that, then he gave me a church. He set my feet on a solid rock, then he gave me a church to come to. They didn't believe in that eternal security mess. They believed you got to live right to die right. See, I know my flesh, if I believed that, I live however I wanted to. Yeah, right. yeah. I grew up in this church, and I still, this week, done some things that I want to do instead of what the Lord wanted me to do. And Bill called me this morning, and I'm like, oh, Lord. I thought I at least had till Sunday before I had to preach again. And I got to preach Wednesday night. I thought I could relax because I forgot what I used to have. And I forgot now down the road what I have now. 
It ain't just a Sunday and Wednesday salvation. It's every day. Every day when I go in the barrel and go to dip in, there's something there. Every day when I go to make me another cake, there's something there. He ain't never left me, never forsaken me. Every time I need something and I dip in there, there's something there. He's never run out, never went empty. When I've called on him, there's, he's always been there. He's always given me enough to make it on. He's always put something in my, in my barrel. When I thought there was, if I reach in my barrel, it'd be empty. If I try and do it on my own, I'd have done been dead. But see, he filled my barrel up. He filled my cruise of oil up to where every time I dip in it, there's something there. Every time I need something, he's there. Hey, the only one that can give peace when your uncle dies is Jesus. Only one that can give peace when your grandpa's in the hospital. Don't nobody tell you, but he's in the hospital and you find out and think he's got congestive heart failure. He might die. Only one that can give peace is Jesus. Only one when you can reach in that barrel. If I had to try to do it myself, I'd be all to pieces. I'd be all to pieces. I'd have done been dead and depressed and down a long time ago. But if I reach in the Lord's barrel, see, it's full. I could eat on that for days. And I could make biscuits and all kinds of stuff. Make gravy. All kinds of good stuff. Well, that little baggie right there, I'd be lucky if I could make a biscuit out of that. Be lucky if I could make anything. And that's all I had. I was a nothing. I was a nobody. And I had nothing. Dying and going to hell. Then the Lord came by and he gave me all I could ever want. Give me a biscuit and gravy. And then for lunch, give me some bread and some more stuff. And then for supper, give me some rolls to go along with what I had to eat. And never run dry. See, all she had was one little cake, but then she had breakfast, lunch, dinner. And then the next day she had breakfast, lunch, and dinner. She had many, many days she had enough to eat and go on. And we've been blessed for many, many days with enough to go on. Don't forget what we used to have. Don't get, don't get so discouraged about when it looks like there's a famine. It looks like you ain't got nothing left, nowhere to go. Because you return towards Jesus. If you'll just serve him for a little while, he'll give you enough to make it. He'll give you enough to make it to the end. If you'll just serve him, Every time you dip in that barrel, he'll be there. Every time you go to get something, he's there. Not a single time when I've humbled myself, when I've went down and really prayed, he ain't been there. And then when I've really met business and when I've really served God, bigger in Philippians it says, he shall supply your need. When I've really meant business and not just alligator tears and faking it to look good, when I've really wanted to <laughs> repent and get down to business with God and serve him the right way, he's been able to supply every need. Always been there to comfort me. Always been there to guide me. And April the 10th, 2011, or April the 15th, 2011, I had nothing to look forward to but hell. Nothing to look forward to but death. And here I am almost 10, 12 years later. Shania told me to quit saying dates. I'm awful at it. 12 years later, and I ain't never went hungry. I ain't never had to wonder. I ain't never had to doubt. I may, but every time I reach in his barrel, there's something there for me to go on with. There's always been enough to go on. Don't forget what we used to have, how blessed we really are. Don't let the rocks do your job. Remember what we used to have, what we, what we had to look forward to, and how blessed we are today. We've come a long, long way, and we've eaten many, many days. Let's praise God for what we've got tonight. Let's thank him for what we've got, because it could be gone tomorrow. Lord ain't got to bless us. He may soon take his hand off of America. You think it can't happen? Look at Sodom and Gomorrah. Look at Jerusalem. It can happen. I don't want to let the rocks do my job. I don't forget. I don't want to forget where I come from. I don't want to forget what I had because I had nothing. No hope, no peace, no joy, nothing. There's pleasure in sin for a season. 
I looked like I had everything. 13-year-old boy looked like, man, we in high school. This got, the, got the world by the horns. I was wrong. only thing I had was hell. only thing I had to look forward to was death and destruction. Right. But then the Lord filled up my barrel Amen. and gave me everything I could ever have asked for. Amen. 